This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, there you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. The sun is heavy in the sky. The heat from the dead, cracked earth ripples in the dry air. Jessup Shortsleeve, a man drenched in sweat and dusted in dirt, crawls across the ground. He smells like if cigarette butts could get B.O. Above him, something like a buzzard, but worse, circles lazily. But he can't look up at it. That's where the sun is. He's been lost for days and he knows his time is short. But he has to get to Fort Casual to deliver a message, a warning. He's made the perilous journey enough times to know all the landmarks, but this time, something was different. Wrong. There was no Mount Fractus to guide him. How could that be? No time to wonder. Just as there was no time to chase after his horse when it bucked him off to follow its dream of dying several hundred miles away from heat stroke and exhaustion, Jessup can feel his sunburnt skin cooking in the oven-hot sun. Just a little further. He squints and can almost make out, is that it? Fort Casual? Nah, it can't be. Gotta be another mirage. His eyes adjust, just in time to feel a pain sharper than sunburn on his back. With what's left of his energy, he looks back to see what's landed on him. Baby, that's no buzzard. He screams, but it's swallowed up in the dusty vacuum of the Trashlands. The camera pans up, mercifully, into the sky. We see the title card, Rude Tales of Magic, in the pale blue expanse. Clouds a mile high, the shape of cosmic popcorn, painted in pinks and golds, roll in off the horizon. We pan back down to what was once a grove and is now a gulch. The smell of dust mixes ominously with brimstone. In the shade of a tall dead tree, we see the silhouette of a Sasquatch and an ornate skeleton. <laughs> Just, Mr. DeBonsman! Oh, there's no reason for you to imitate Stir Fry. I respond to many an accent. Uh-huh. Say it in your own. Okay, Mr. DeBonsman! Yes, Cordelia. Did you see it? Did you see the tentacles? Yes. You have summoned the arms of Hador. Okay. The dark hunger. Ooh, what? Congratulations. Better than a bubble, I do say. Well, don't knock them. Those bubbles were, were pretty helpful. But I will say this. They definitely... So this one feels like... 
I said it felt like water, but it really, it feels just like fluid. It feels like, you know, like, um, like motion. And then the fire one feels like the same, except it feels way lighter. So this one has weight to it, and that's the difference. What a fascinating approach to magic. Intuitive and not intellectual. To feel it in your body and not your mind. Well, I'm afraid that such a way is lost to me. You don't feel it in your bones? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They're cut off by a noise. We hear the low-pitched humming of what our modern ears would know as an engine. In reality, it's a Vespa-sized horsefly wearing hundreds of small blinders on its compound eyes. Atop it sits a small, well-freckled child. Atop him, a mop of curly red hair. Atop the hair, well, it's just sky for miles and miles up there. (laughs) (laughs) The kid calls out to you. He says, Hi, uh, Cordelia and uh, and Mr. DeBonesby. Hello. What's up, Gus? Gossamer, what do you want? You know the child's name to be Gossamer Ogden Steers. Uh, there's a uh, uh, there's news in the town in the in the 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 the, the main street. Wow. Thank and you. And I suppose we should go travel to hear it. Yeah, suppose you should. He puts his hand out and sort of rubs his fingers, expecting gold. Uh, I look at Debonesby. <laughs> no. Debonesby. No. Never give money to a child, even if they have earned it. This child's... This child's working. No, a child should not work. A child must only learn. Okay, Uh, Cordelia walks up to Gus and sort of like pats herself and grabs a pouch and pulls out a coin. And then she's like, whoops, so... (laughs) Sorry, no, no, no. Grabs a different pouch, pulls out a coin, and hands him a copper. Great, he throws the copper on the ground and looks at you and says, Work is its own reward. He flies <laughs> away on the horsefly. Now that's wow. a good kid. That's okay. a good child. Good. We pan across the brush. <laughs> the same ripples of heat that Jessup Shortsleeve saw in his dying moments. That's right, he died. Break. Revealing that it was no mirage at all. That was an oasis. Several palm trees line the banks of a small pool full of crystal blue water. The scent of sunscreen grows stronger as we approach. A small bar has been set up next to the pool. We see a shirtless blue tiefling, his muscles glistening with pleasant smelling sweat, serving tropical drinks next to a small kinku, standing proudly next to his sign advertising tumbleweed pies. Uh, Bello is... um tossing bottles in the air and, and making cocktails with a big flourish. He's he's throwing them behind his back and catching them, and he's, um, you know, tossing them from hand to hand. Uh, uh, and he turns to Sturfry and says, Yo, hey, Sturf! Yes? Hey, uh, could you grab some more ice? We're running low. Of course, fellow! I'll help you out right now! Ah! He spins He spins his head around like a top and says, Hello! I can't find any ice! I'm sorry, but I can blow on the water for you if you want it to be so cool. Hey, uh, look in our, look in our ice bucket. <gasps> the ice bucket! Thank you, Bello! Once again, your brains match your brawn in their efficiency. Um, he, he scurries to an ice bucket and takes out some ice and tosses it over to Bello in a, in a move that I can only call as professional. 
Uh, Bello holds out two cocktail glasses and catches the ice with them. Um, <laughs> nice. Can you guys make a performance check for this? Yeah. yeah. That's a 21. Okay. Um, and, I, and I got a 17. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good as hell. <laughs> People applaud. They're cheering for you. This is unreal. A, uh, a, a large man in a uh, 400-gallon hat, he tips his hat at you and says... Now that's some good mixology. Thank you. Here, here's your drink. He takes it. He gulps it down. He's pushed out of the way. You hear oh. the rumblings of that uh, that Vespa-sized horsefly. Gossamer Ogden Steers greets you. He says, "Bello, stir fry." Hey, yeah, sorry, dude. This is uh, this is an, this is a bar, so I can't serve you. But Gossamer, I can serve you if you want some tumbleweed pies or other tumbleweed accoutrement. And by accoutrement, I mean food. Fond as I am of your provisions, legal and otherwise, I, the two of you are needed in town. Needed? Big, well, big things are happening. But we'd have to close down the bar. Bill, it's okay. Yeah? One thing I've learned about keeping a shop is that even if it closes, tomorrow's another, tomorrow's another, no, <laughs> tomorrow's another day for it to open. I'm sorry, I stumbled over my tongue. You see, I'm a strange man with a strange beak. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Hey, before we close down the bar, can we do one thing? Yes. Uh, and Bello takes out um, a little dish of chopped up beef and says, uh, Sturf, um, maybe we could just leave this out in case, um, you know, in case uh, Flip Cup comes by. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. I haven't oh. seen him in a couple days, have you? Have you seen him? Yeah, so, yeah, um, mm-hmm, yes. Um, all right, yes, uh, I'm sure Because you like say a- he, you've been saying he, like, comes home at night, but I haven't, I haven't heard him or He comes home him. at night. Oh. Flip cup, my friend comes home at night, because he loves me. He certainly does. So, yes, why don't we best leave something out just in case, uh, <laughs> Yeah, because he, some, he might get hungry you. during the day when he's not around. Yes, right. Yes, let's do that. Let's do that, Hello. Okay. Gossamer, uh, he sort of, he puts his hand out and he's, he's rubbing his fingers expectantly. Bello looks at Stirfry and sort of like nods and, you know. Uh, Stirfry takes out his crossbow. And- no, no, no! <laughs> Stirfry! Gossamer just stares you dead in the eyes. Maybe just give him a, uh, maybe just give him a tumbleweed pie? A who pie? I'll give him a slice. That's How's that, Gossamer? You want a slice? I would not say no to a gentle slice. Gentle. Well, well, well. You want the dessert. Um, good thing I just figured out my own tumbleweed pies are quite savory, but the gentle ones are dessert-flavored. It's the same thing, but sugar. And then he, uh, <laughs> he, takes out, um, he takes out a slice of his tumbleweed pie, which for anyone interested is full of grilled tumbleweed, caramelized onions, the bean of the day, and acorn crust. And then he pours some sugar on top of it and hands it over to Gossamer. Gossamer takes a bite. He looks at you and says, Now that's what I call today's bean. He flies away <laughs> on, his, um, uh, on, his, on his horsefly. Bello uh, puts a sign on the bar that reads, It's five o'clock, not here. Mm. <laughs> um, Stir fry takes out Convoluted. <laughs> Stir fry takes out a pen and writes, Ha 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 ha, under it. <laughs> But uh, we're yeah, actually, actually closed. It's not a joke. It, we're actually closed right now, everybody. But, but, but the a patron walks up to the sign and looks at it and says, 
Now that's a context I understand. Bar's closed, everyone. And he sort of like swirls his finger in the air and people begin leaving and shuffling into town. The camera Don't forget moved. to leave me tips. They don't. You're tipped exorbitantly. The camera moves into town now. Fort Casual is a small town of wooden shacks that could be leveled with a strong breeze. There's a main street and buddy, that's it. Tombstones dot the surrounding area. One reads, here lies the last honest man in Fort Casual. Cause of death, not the town for him. A dilapidated church seems ready to collapse, but the town's two saloons, Booze Control and Dead Man Stiff, tower above it on either side. An iguana man is thrown through the glass window of Booze Control and dusts himself off, walking into Dead Man Stiff to cheers and raucous applause. Nearby stands an inn that context clues would suggest was once red. On its front facade, we see faded, peeling white letters which read, The Stout Interloper. We enter through the already broken window to see a fawn sitting cross-legged on the floor, deep in meditation. The camera somehow enters her mind. (laughs) Okay, you can do this. Okay, just repeat your mantra, which is fittingly, I don't have to know what to do. I don't have to know what to do. I don't have to know. And she sort of creaks her eye open and like surreptitiously starts examining the landscape in her mind. Sure. Can you make an investigation check? Natural one. Okay. Well, for a one, yeah, you don't see shit. You're in a completely blank white void. Uh, There is nothing but you in there and... That's it. It seems to be empty for miles. It stretches out as far as you can see. There's no horizon, no sky. It's just white, and you are... uh... I'll tell you this, though. It's room temperature in there. You're feeling okay. Do I see anything in the distance or no? Oh, you get a little off in the distance. Uh, Yeah, I guess for the... the, It's just a one, you know. You you get a... There's something off. It just seems like a, a little... Like a a tear in the film or like an overexposed. It's like, you can't even focus on it. It is a, it's a floater in your mind's eye. Um, so Albie keeps trying to repeat her mantra, but as she does, her eyes just sort of trained on that floater. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I don't have to know what is that thing. And then she kind of gets up and starts like trotting towards it. Okay. It maintains its distance from you. It's it's sort of like no matter where you go in this void, this thing is always going to be uh, off in the distance. It seems to almost not even be in the space with you. It's just a thing that you can see. It is almost as if it's separate from this space itself. Um, Albie puts her finger out and like sort of touches the air in front of her where the floater um is not Mm -hmm. that she's trying to touch the floater but she's just sort of like hovering her finger over it and then she sort of draws her finger from there and she draws the outline of uh bellow (laughs) in the air in front of her yeah the outline lingers and you can see a uh it's like a child's drawing of bellow (laughs) um uh she regards it for a second and then uh adds extra ab muscles to it yeah it's sort of uh 
It just like it looks at you blankly. Um, and then she sort of uh, she sort of like sits down on the ground and then like sort of tries to lean back into it. Into the drawing like, of Bello. Into the drawing of Bello, like there's like like she's snuggling him. Yeah, you get no warmth or anything. It is just a drawing that you are leaning back into. It simply supports you the way a chair you don't care about would. LB uh, lingers for a second, sighs, and then falls backwards onto whatever ground plane is supporting her and stares up above her and just, yeah, just stares for a second, feeling defeated. Albie lays back, and suddenly, this small child, Gossamer Ogden Steers, enters your mental space. Whoa! Uh, waking you up! He is in the room with you. He is actually hovering on this uh, this, this Vespa-sized horsefly. The door has been uh, just broken open, and he, uh, he looks at you and says, I tried to knock. Gossamer! I worried you had passed away, gone to your reward, or perhaps perdition. Oh, um, no, I didn't go to any of those places. Uh, you know... What's up? <laughs> well, there's a, a bit of a happening in the town square. I thought you would not want to miss it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I wasn't doing so hot anyway. Sure, I'll come with you. He just stares at you and he puts his hand out and he sort of rubs his fingers. Uh, Albie does the same back at him. All right, well. <laughs> the hint has been given and the hint has been received. He, uh, he turns around, he sort of, a uh, beeping sound comes from his horse fly as he moves it back in reverse, <laughs> back out of the, the room, and uh, he flies out of the room slowly and down the stairs into the, uh, the lower deck, the tavern, uh, the street level of the stout interloper. Okay, LB is following behind him. She sort of sniffs under her armpits and re- remembers that she hasn't, like, cleaned herself in kind of a while. She's just been up in her room meditating for a few days and, like, is starting to feel a little exhausted. Yeah. Can you make a charisma roll for me? Yeah. 14. Okay. It's like an honest sweat. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like a hard day's work sweat. It is not uh, – it's not nervous sweat. So there is uh, – as far as sweat goes, it's like, you know, if you like Albie, you're okay with this smell. Oh, nice. I like her. Look, and audiences world over do. I, I, she's, uh, but she's a little stinky. Uh, so <laughs> as she walks down these stairs. Uh, you find yourself in the, uh, you are in the lower bar area of the Stout Interloper. It seems pretty dead in here, but you can see out into the street uh, that there's sort of a commotion and people seem to be moving about in there. I, uh, I head outside to join. Great. You are, as soon as you get out there, can I have you make a perception? I'm sorry to keep throwing checks at you. Can you make a no, perception fine. check? 15. 15? Uh, let me tell you, the perception, uh, the difficulty, the DC that you had to beat to see an eight foot tall Sasquatch was a three. <laughs> and so you see, you make eye contact. It is like a, a, a Western style, like zoom in to uh, Cordelia. I'm as- already looking and waving. <laughs> you two make eye contact. DeBonesby is with you. And, uh, uh, Albie, yeah, you see, you see Cordelia. Uh, Albie's expression immediately brightens up when she sees Cordelia and she just bounds over to her. Yeah. Who are you waving at? It's, hi, Mr. DeBonesby, me. Oh, well, now that you're here, I can see you, but so far away, you are some local yokel. 
Uh, it was just Albie. Now I know. Hello, Albie. How go your meditations? Oh, I don't want to oh. talk about them. Very okay. well. Albie is sort of looking at uh, Mr. DeBosby like yearningly and then like, like a kid changing her mind and wanting attention. She just sort of tugs on his uh, shoulder. She's like, actually, I do want to talk about it because I'm doing a bad job. Oh, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's not as easy as it was when, you know, Cretus was there threatening our lives. Oh, certainly. You had a certain amount of pressure from the man you worshipped. God knows what that can unlock in a person. And it's so gone from here. Albie, without um, without meaning to, just like her eyes like dart around looking for stir fry when DeBonzi says that. Yeah, um, make a perception. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Another one. This is just another like, whoa, as you see. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not, he's not doing a cool thing. You just see stir fry. He's just sort of like scratching himself. But you see him, and he <laughs> and Bello are walking together. Um, seeing Bello, Albie, uh, just sort of like tucks her hands under her pits and like sort of wipes away some of the sweat. I'm sorry I said that, but that's what she does. Cordelia's just watching. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. Are you getting these, are you getting gnats on you? Are you getting gnats? I feel like I'm getting gnats no. around here. No, I'm not getting any gnats. There is like a cloud does- of gnats only around stir fry. <laughs> does anybody smell that? Something smells good. Um... <laughs> Albie uh, sort of holds her fingers up in the air, but just like leaves them there. Her recently sweats her her uh, the fingers she used to to wipe her sweat. She just sort of like holds them up a little higher. Oh hey, Albie! I feel like Hi. I haven't seen you in days. It has been a while, right? Um, I wasn't counting because um, I was busy. Um, Did meditating. you lose track of time again? Yeah, actually, I I actually have. How many days has it been? Well, we've been here a month. 30! We've been here for 30 days. 30 oh days. Gosh. I've been hanging out with DeBonesby for 30 days. Anyone want to ask me about it when he's not around? I definitely do. <laughs> but only when he's not around? Yeah. Uh, Stir Fry stays totally still. <laughs> he is, hey. he, he, there's, like, there's like a trembling. You can see he's doing everything he can to look cool and deadpan. Cordelia is just looking at Sir Fry. Uh, the gnats are just a dead giveaway. <laughs> De, De Bonesby, like, slaps his knee and he says, <laughs> Oh, Cordelia, you can tell everyone how it's gone. I'm not a sensitive man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have any nerve endings, you see? And he looks around <laughs> everybody like, right, right? right you right. know I don't have nerve endings. Um, if 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 we know beaks can't smile, but you can see like right. We do ar- know that <laughs> we right around the beak, you can see sort of stir fry begin to grin <laughs> and then repress it when um the Bonesby says the uh, uh, the nerve endings joke. Is stir fry smizing? Yeah, yeah. Cordelia, uh, could I actually grab you for a second? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a second. <laughs> Sorry, you mean just to talk? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, bye. Hey, Albie. Uh, Bello, Bello sort of wanders a few feet away with Cordelia, and then he leans in close and says, Hey, 
how is training with Debonsby going? <laughs> oh, it's actually, you know what? I'm, he speaks very slowly. So there's a lot of uh-huh. patience involved. Uh-huh. Um, and it's wildly condescending for someone I'm literally <laughs> looking down four feet on. But right, right. Well, that's most people with you. He, that's true. Yeah. But he's how he like, he really got me to, I identified several spells. I identified something he called the harms of Aber. Whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, if there was a rack focus right now, we would go from seeing uh, Bello and Cordelia in the foreground to seeing Albie's eyes bugging the fuck out in the background. There well, is, and we do. Um, <laughs> while, <laughs> Thank uh, you. While Albie is doing that, Stir Fry is saying in her ear, you have to sort of wet down the tumbleweed before you cook with it. So you either boil it or you just let it soak in water if you have access to water, of course. And once it's been softened, then the real chefery begins. Bello wanders back to the group. <laughs> Dozens of gnats are just circling stir fry like pig pen. <laughs> Cordelia stir walks fire. back and walks right over to Albie and sort of like slumps on her shoulder to like sort of hold up her elbow on Albie's shoulder. Albie, uh, Albie presses her her head into um, Cordelia's arm, but she looks a little uh, distraught that she wasn't part of a secret little conversation. Um, Cordelia grabs her, wrestles her to the ground, and starts <laughs> nuggying her head. <laughs> Stop it! What are we doing out here? As you ask that, uh, as if completely on cue, uh, you hear uh, you hear some horns. You hear a fanfare of horns. Uh, as they, they announce uh, the arrival on the uh, the main stage, a wooden stage has been hastily set up in the middle of town. There are still, it was recently, uh, just the other day, there was the uh, Fractus Memorial Parade and uh, all of the Fractus decorations and the, the Fractus <laughs> effigies. Well, he's beloved. I mean, what Fractus did for this community, you could have no idea. He, the Fractus... Bello, uh, Bello still has a Fractus temporary tattoo on his bicep. Oh, yeah. And a, a little kid actually looks up at you and pulls his sleeve up and he has one of the same. <laughs> Sick, dude. Uh, the kid, yeah, the kid looks at you and says, it is, it is sick. Fractus is my hero. Yeah, he was a really funny guy. He was more than funny. He was perfect. He got me high once. Uh, hell, <laughs> hell yeah. I thought he was fine. <laughs> the kid spits in the dirt and looks at you and says, I'll not hear another word against Fractus. I right. wasn't against him. It, you're with him or you're against him? <laughs> All right. With, like, we're with. Stir fries now that he agrees with this. <laughs> yeah, the kid's sort of like punching his open palm. The uh, So uh, all of these, uh, there was like a Fractus parade. There was like a Fractus play. There was sort of like uh, the, the town performers sort of put a little play on about like the life of Fractus. And the stage is still set up. And the mayor of town, who you would all be familiar with, uh, an older human man who uh, physically, I think he, uh, I think all you need to know about this guy is he does not take good care of himself. He uh, he walks out onto the onto the stage and says, uh, "Oh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, folks, folks, <laughs> how we doing?" There's okay. booze. People throw right. tomatoes at uh, him. Ugh. Woo! Not great. Fine. Not great. I'm, uh, I want to thank everybody, uh, uh, 
uh, thank everybody for coming out here, and I, I especially want to thank uh, Gossamer, Ogden Steers, where are you, boy? Hey, hey, uh, thanks for getting everyone c- uh, coming out here. I got a big announcement to make. He throws a coin to Gossamer. Gossamer knocks the coin out of <laughs> the the air onto the ground and spits on it, and Gossamer says, a hard day's work, bespoiled by reward, and flies away. <laughs> Don't um, pay children! Merdino uh, Cautiondale, which is this mayor's name. You all know him. He uh, he points out to Frederick and goes, Oh, hey, I remember my first beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd, but that makes sense. I'm a stupid idiot. My whole life's a joke. Oh. <laughs> yes. People are growing impatient with him already. Goes, all right, all right, all right. Hey, I uh, called you here today because, uh, as we all know, the dirt around Fort Casual. Oh, that dirt's been barren for years. We know that. I know that. You know that. Hey, speaking of uh, of bad things, me, right? Am I right? When I was born, I tell you, the doctor took one look at me. He, he tried to shove me back up into my mother. The idea here being that it, it would better, it would be better if I was never born. This guy's confidence is so bad. That would kill his mom. It would. Ooh. It would. He can hear you guys. It would have been. <laughs> Absolutely fatal for my mother had the doctor succeeded. Luckily, my first fuck-up of many was I was unable to return to the womb. Alright, so, as we, as I was saying, the dirt around town, it's completely barren. And I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, the, the feeling people get when they look at my ugly, hideous face. No, we got bad dirt here, but, uh, I got good news for you, which was, a uh, what luck... A dirt salesman has shown up to town. A what? A dirt salesman. Oh, thank you. A dirt salesman. Thank you. Oh, finally. This town has needed some good fresh dirt. I'm glad someone saw a proper market opportunity. Bello raises his hand. Uh, Yeah, uh, Merdino, he sort of points to you. He goes, not really a classroom situation, but hey, I like your style. What's up? Hey, Mayor, it's me, Bello. Yeah, I know you. Um... A quick question, what's the dirt for? Well, the dirt, I tell you this, I mean, the, the dirt salesman, he can sell it better than I did, but uh, I tell you, we're going to spread the dirt out, and it'll, uh, it's good uh-huh. dirt, not like our bad dirt. This guy's right. got pounds of dirt, I'm telling you. I'm telling okay. you, last time I saw that much dirt, I was looking in a mirror, oh! Um, <laughs> and and our, dirt is, our dirt is bad? Yeah, our dirt, nothing will grow in it. This is good dirt, fertile soil. How fertile is it? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll t- wait, our dirt or their dirt? Um, oh, um, our dirt. How, oh, their dirt, their dirt, their dirt. Okay, How okay. fertile is it? <laughs> okay, the new, the new dirt. This is good, the new dirt. It's so fertile, it's got kids all over the place. Ha <laughs> uh, mm, mm, yeah. ha! Uh, uh, the mayor, he says, oh, oh, I'm losing him, I'm losing him. Okay, hey, <laughs> why don't I let this guy introduce himself? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, you don't know him, but you're going to love him. Put those hands together for Johnny Ketchup. Albie tentatively claps. Yeah, Albie, you're sort of matching the tone here. There's some tentative claps. People seem confused. (laughs) And um, out from there were uh, there were curtains, curtains with clouds on them. And uh, out from behind the curtains, a slickly dressed man, every single piece of clothing uh, he wears seems to be alligator skin 
or alligator leather or lizard person leather of some sort. Unclear what the source for the... There's lizard people in this world. He might have skinned one of them. Uh, his hair... He's a human man. His hair is slicked back and he has... His teeth are more gold than bone. Uh, the gold, like, glimmers in the sunlight as he steps out and says, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Johnny Ketchup. Cordelia has, like, a very weird moment when his shiny teeth hit the sunlight, where she, like, almost takes a step forward and then sort of shakes her head and shakes it off. Um, Albie looks up at her and says, Dibs? Oh, for me or you? Are you calling? No, I'm asking. I think, yeah. I think, dibs yeah. for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get it, get it. Okay. Wait, you, 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 you wait, wait, Cordelia, you, you called Dibs? Do you want Dibs? I, no, I kind of no, want no, Dibs. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, Sir Fry, I forgot to ask. DeBonesby throws his hand up and he says, Welcome, Johnny Catsup. Oh, DeBonesby's got dibs. <laughs> These lands need good dirt. Or is there no life in the bad dirt? Go on. And he bows like he's welcoming him. Like, like he's not a member of the audience. He's just presumed that he's a presenter. <laughs> Jenny Ketchup looks out. He puts his hands out to you uh, magnanimously. And you see, actually, all of you can see that all of his hands have rings on them, except his left ring finger, which is bare, <laughs> conspicuously bare. My man is ready to mingle. <laughs> he is sort of vibrating a little bit. He reaches his hands out. He goes, all right, the town fancy man has welcomed me. Let me tell you. <laughs> I got some good dirt for you, and, uh... Ah! <laughs> when you're roasted, you're roasted! What can you <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a good sport. I like this guy. He's good. He's good. What is happening? Look, All day, every day. I'm hanging jo- out with that guy. This Johnny Ketchup guy, uh, he sort of, he addresses the whole town. He goes, look, you got trouble. You got dead soil. Right here? Yeah, right here in Fort Joe, Casual. No, no. <laughs> Let it be alluded to. <laughs> with a capital D? D, and that rhymes with me. I'm the guy who's going to sell this dirt to you. You, you, that's the letter after T, which is the last letter in dirt. I <gasps> got you covered. Uh, Stir Fry is, is trying to do the mental math on what he just said. That's right. I got some fresh soil here, straight from a thousand miles north of this place. That's right. This soil comes to us from the teenage woods. Hey, I'm from there. What? That's right, Teenage Woods soil. Now, I know most of you have never been up there to the Teenage Woods, but let me tell you, they got trees a mile high up there. Uh, Bello raises his hand. Not really a classroom situation, but sure, I like the cut of your jib. What's up, blue fella? Hey, Mr. Ketchup, my name's Bello. Bello, nice to meet you. My name's Johnny Ketchup. When you leave town, are you, uh, are you heading back to the Teenage Woods? No, I'm heading further south. I've got more soil than one town could handle, and I'll be selling my soil from town to town. Hmm, okay. Oh, I'm kind of homesick. Hmm. Excuse me, sir. I would like to buy one cup of soil just to keep it upon my person in case I ever get, shall we say, nostalgic for the times gone by. Now, here's the problem. I wish I could sell you this dirt by the cup, but it's just not worth my time. I have to sell this dirt by the box. And these boxes are big, baby. That's right. You could fit 12 people in these boxes. But instead, I've stuffed them with dirt. A more humane approach, I think. What an interesting measurement. 
Uh, Stir Fry turns to the group and goes, Should we say you want to go in one box together? What are we going to do with all that dirt? You could probably you could probably improve well not improve I'm sorry you could probably change up some of your tumbleweed pies by introducing some you know fresh vegetables. My technique is working very well, so we'll stick with well, that. We could have like a tomato patch or something. Yeah, Merdino yep. Cautiondale. Then I can make bloody marys. Merdino Cautiondale sort of cuts you guys up. He goes, whoa, 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 no! The whole town's buying this dirt. How much you asking, buddy? I just wanted everyone to see as I bought the dirt for the town, so they'd know what a good mayor I am. <laughs> Johnny Ketchup looks at him. He goes, well. Uh, Let's let the bidding begin at, uh, let's say, I can sell you guys, I think, 12 boxes of dirt ought to do it. Let's start it at uh, 500 gold a box. How's that sound? Going once. 500 gold? That's way too much. No, 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 it's government funds. It's it's government funds. Let them buy it. The town doesn't even have money for, like, any of these buildings to not be falling over. Oh, They're just saving it for a moment like this. Sure. There should be public work projects happening. Buying dirt! Buy that dirt! We need dirt! The the chanting continues as Mayor Dino Koshinil goes, Oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Look, we can all chant about buying the dirt. I want to start the bidding at, uh, I think, 500's fair. I'll pay 500. Bidding? Why yeah. are we bidding? I thought just the town is just buying it. Well, Who's bidding? Well, if, if somebody gives a higher bid, we're going to have to match it. That's just how an auction works. If people upbid, we got to match the bid. And at that, one of those plants from the audience, they rush forward and they say, 600 gold. We ah! should pay 600 gold for this, Mayor Dino. Do, not to be, yes. Do I recognize this person? You've never seen this person before. He says, no, 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 uh, 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 700. 700 gold a box. And I'll tell you what, we'll buy 13 boxes of the stuff. Oh, uh, another another plant in the audience steps forward and says, uh, 800 gold. 800 gold a box, and I'd like 15 boxes. Do I recognize this person? No, you don't recognize this person either. Uh, mm. De Bonesby turns to Cordelia, his pupil, <laughs> and says... <laughs> She feels let like... It, let it linger, let yeah. it linger. She feels a glint in his eye that she doesn't appreciate. Now, Cordelia, yeah. I understand that your patron that grants you magic is a demon, yes? Wow, yeah, yep. <laughs> All Amazing right. guess. <laughs> it's imp- then it is important. We've t- I've met him. I've I met know. Cheddar. Listen, I know, but we just never said it. Okay. I've, we've said it. We. This is a scam. You have to learn to recognize a classic scam. Or else those demons will calm you every time. So is the word of the master. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you every day, very huh? much. Every, I always ta- start talking before he's done. While this conversation has been happening, uh, the, 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 the bidding has been escalating and Mayor Dino Cautiondale, he's on his knees and he's like, no, you gotta, uh, no, no, a thousand gold a box, I'll buy 20 boxes, and, uh, hey, you can cut my hand off, I never used it for anything important, come on! Whoa. Oh, God. At this, Johnny Ketchup steps forward and goes, Sold to the mayor on his knees. And I find these terms very agreeable. He smiles, but this time, the gold in his teeth does not glimmer, because... Remember those painted clouds from earlier? Well, they've been rolling in this entire time. It's actually quite dark now in town. The the uh, the clouds loom ominously 
overhead, darkening with each passing second. Johnny Ketchup smiles, and there's no glimmer in his golden teeth. And he looks around and he goes, Now to show you that this dirt is for real, I'm going to open this box right here. He puts his hand on the box, opens it up, and from within, a pale, gaunt hand shoots out of the dirt, grabbing him by the head and pulling him into the box. He screams, Whoa, no, no dice, don't like that, as he's pulled into the box. The lid shuts, and the box begins vibrating. The box begins shaking, and then violently, out from within, explodes a tall, thin, gaunt man, pale as the day he was dead. That's right, you recognize him as Count Ivan Gretzky. Holding ah! the severed head of Johnny Ketchup. Lane! Yay! Yes! Hey, Ivan! That's no dirt. That's a v v v v v v. A very good friend of ours. Yeah. Ah. So you guys are excited and cheering. Everyone else is screaming and running in different directions. This is pandemonium in the street. People are crying. People are running. They are bumping into lampposts. People are, they're trying to jump onto a horse, but instead they get kicked and they're killed. Oh, how sad. (laughs) Don't get kicked by a horse. Come on, man. It's it's scary, but you got to be careful. Uh, so they are running around. People are running in circles. Somebody, uh, there's like a, a, a water tank for the horses. Somebody jumps into the tank and turns it upside down, hiding in the tank, spilling water impotently onto the ground. Ivan, uh, he looks around. Blood is just pouring out of this man's severed neck. Ivan looks at the neck, looks at the blood. His eyes go wide. And he looks out at everyone. And he, he puts his arm out and says, I did not drink the blood. Yay. 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 Good job. That's awesome. Good job, Ivan. A good clean kill. Thank you for killing that con man, Ivan Gretzky. Good to see you again. Oh my god, what are... Wait, 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 hold on. What are you guys doing? Jesus Christ, what is going on? Uh, What are we doing here? Uh, What What are are you you doing doing here? here? What am I doing here? I was hiding in dirt. I had to go... I had to, to, you know, I had to dry out. I had to hide myself in ground where there was no blood. Um, Stirfry is holding his hands up to show that he's not holding... He's not holding any weapons right now. He's going... Just to be like, it's okay, it's okay. Look, I'm good faith, good faith. He points at Stir Fry and says, hey, look, it's the crow I hate. Yes, 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 but we're all good now. Yes, please. Yes, we're great. I am, I am doing fantastic. As he says this, he, uh, he, he drops the head and he is just looking at you guys. He's so excited. He's like, I'm so excited to see you guys, my friends. Yeah. I have so much to tell you about how I was in the dirt. I had so many. I mean, I was just in the dirt, but it was, you know, his journey of soul. You know what I mean? And people, yeah, do you dream? Say, of course I dream. It's, I do nothing but dream, you know? And people people say, you know, they say vampires have no soul. But I tell you this, if I have no oh, soul, I don't think so. I don't how think come so. I want to get better? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Why would I want to? True. Thank you very much. As he says this, he is tackled from behind by city guard. They grab him. They put his arms behind his back. You would know there's probably about two or three sort of just like large thugs in town who serve as the de facto city guard. Uh, and all three of them, ha- let's say three, all three of them have tackled Ivan to the ground. And he is really not putting up too much of a struggle. He put his arms behind his back uh, and they begin pulling him off stage. And he sort of looks back at you guys and goes, uh, yeah, so we will we will get back in touch later. It's good to see you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, look us up. Yeah, no, of course. I, I will I will be checking out what, what is going on with you guys. Hey, hey, you can't just take him away. The city, he hasn't done anything wrong. City guard looks back at you and they say, <laughs> I don't know where you're from, but where we're from, a murder. Well, 
That's just about one of the worst things you can do. Well, that man was going to con you guys. Yeah, he, tried, he just robbed the whole town right in front of everybody. Well, yeah, now, he sold you a box with a guy in it. Tell you what, we don't cotton to to uh, to to con men around these parts, but on the rank, you sounds know, like you're cottoning. Well, I, I, now that we know, we didn't know it. That we're just I'm learning this as you say it. Where is Mayor Cottondale? He ran off the stage in terror. Cottondale, you coward of every day I have ever known you. You do need good dirt. De Bonesby just like screaming into the air. Come get this dirt. Come get this dirt. I th- we need to plant some herbs. Get this dirt. And that's and De Bonesby just frustrated that no authority is here. And he like huffs and crosses his arms and he walks in a direction. <laughs> uh, which direction is that? South. There's a few things to the south of you. There is the uh, the stout interloper. There is also the uh, the booze control and dead man stiff, and in between them is sort of a dilapidated church. De Bonesby heads for the church. Okay, so De Bonesby, uh, you head over to the church. What do the rest of you guys do? De- uh, uh, Ivan is being pulled away uh, quickly. He calls back to you and says, oh, "Do not worry about me. I am good inside. You know." Oh, because oh, no sun, sun is so bad out here. That's great. Oh no, okay. I meant like, but he's already gone. <laughs> Bye, Blaine. When Cordelia said Blaine, uh, Stirfry grabbed her hand. Oh, hey, what? Hi, what's up? Not, not Blaine. He was Blaine, though. He was also Blaine. Yeah. Okay, but Cordelia, he's a different guy. That was his. That was his mascot. Remember? Yeah, I know. Maybe Why don't you a... like I? You can like Ivan too. I think I do like Ivan too. But you remember what we said? But once, once long ago, we had a conversation about how you tried to like people who aren't going to like you back. And Blaine is not a real person, so we can't like you back. Yeah, okay, all right, fine. Do you guys talk about this sort of thing all the time? Albie, I'm fun to talk about stuff with, all right? Oh, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, Forget it, and then I'm... No, uh, no, I'm no, gonna... no, 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 you're insinuating that I'm not good at my little... Mm, gossipy conversation. Stirfry, remember what we talked about in terms of being a little aggressive <laughs> when it comes to other I'm people? not aggressive. <laughs> okay. We haven't been able to really make it very far from the town, but somehow Ketchup got all of these boxes of dirt all the way from the teenage woods into Fort Casual. He must have some kind of something. Route? Well, we haven't, we haven't gotten very far because... Some of us have been, like, meditating for weeks on end. Are oh, you wait. mad at me for meditating? Okay, wait. Uh. <laughs> Cordelia, can I grab you for a sec? No. I can't? Oh, sorry, just to talk? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I pull Cordelia aside. So, Bella seems annoyed that I've been meditating so much. And I feel like you and he have been sort of hanging out more and I'm starting to feel like maybe something is going on that I don't understand. Thank you. So first of all, I want to say thank you for saying something right now because I really appreciate the open line of communication. So Yeah, always, of course. That's awesome. Um, second of all, I literally have not spoken to him except for that one time we talked. I think it had been like two weeks before that and I am not kidding when I say I do not remember what we talked about but five minutes ago 
Um, huh. This is weird. You heard you heard him, right? You heard what he said. About meditating? I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's jealous. Maybe he's jealous because his type of like his type of like chilling or relaxing or whatever he just doesn't he doesn't understand what it takes to get there for everybody you know Albie um looks Albie's pouting but she tries to physically shake it off of her she like shakes her head and she's like right, I'm not gonna obsess over it and then she goes to walk away and then she comes back and she's like but I can grab you anytime I want and then she tries to <laughs> nookie Cordelia <laughs> yeah um, so as you gets excited as you as this happens, a one of the guards comes back and they sort of cock their uh, crossbow and they point it at you guys and they go at you guys and they say, uh, uh, "Crime scene, move it along." Oh man! Oh, we're okay. witnesses. Yeah, well, we'll talk to you later, or hell, we'll talk to you now. Oh, okay. I mean, witnesses and all. You know, it's like we gotta talk to witnesses. All right, come, yeah. Wait, no, that's good. Yeah, come with me. Come with you. Yeah, we gotta talk to you. No. We need a statement. Okay. What do you mean no? Why did why does that do it? I don't know. People people keep asking to talk to people and people keep saying no, so I just figured Oh, the the they the guard sort of like looks you up and down and goes, <laughs> Oh boy, you gotta life is gonna be handed to you. All right, let's uh <laughs> Hey dude, thanks. Fellow runs his hands through his hair. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah, roll with that. Be happy about what I said. All right, come with me, everyone. And they sort of, um, as this is happening, uh, Bonesby, you have been heading towards the church? Yes. Um, they are going to, uh, they're going to call out to you and say, Hey, fancy boy. Yes, what is it? Witnesses, we need a statement. Very well, what do you wish me to state? No, come with me, we're going to get a <laughs> statement down by the old courthouse. Very well, I will say a thing in your courthouse. <laughs> the backwoods. It's charming. Oh, hey there! It has been a long time since we spoke. It's me, Producer Taylor, the guy behind the scenes. Yeah, you've heard of it. I'm from there. Producer Taylor here, and I'm here to tell you about all the new stuff that we've got going on. First of all, RudeTalesOfMagic.com, we have there, waiting for you, new Polaris University merch. It's back to school, baby. Sweatshirts and hoodies that display the name of a university, I think. I think I I don't know. I don't know much about Polaris. It's hazy. <laughs> I'm not referencing the show. My brain has gone due to a delightful glue habit. Also, next week on the 29th, you can buy a video download of our live show Escape from Planet Time. If you haven't already seen it, there's a scene where DeBonesby essentially, I guess, fights a maternity ward, and <laughs> you're going to want that on demand, as the kids would say. That's all at RudeTalesOfMagic.com, the new Polaris University merch, and next week on the 29th of September, 
the video download of our live show. Also, there's a ton of new stuff on Patreon. Uh, we've launched a whole new show called Talking About, where pairs of us discuss pop culture that we love. And yes, Tim reads Pride and Prejudice in the stir-fry voice. And just recently, we published a new one-off of Lasers and Feelings, a great sci-fi uh, tabletop role-playing game uh, that you're going to want to play, I think, when you hear how much fun we have playing it. It's a good one, folks. And, oh wait, I'm sorry, is there one more thing? Yes, yes, there is one more thing. You know, uh, we here at Fortunate Horse, the studio behind the very show you're hearing now, as well as so many other things, books, magazines, podcast videos, events, all those things. But for the first time ever, now, we're making our very own tabletop game. It's called As You Witch. And it's on Kickstarter for just a few more days. Get it at as you which that's W I C H as you which dot com. It's a game about fighting with your friends about sandwiches and uh, pretty much everything to do with sandwiches. It is a love letter to sandwiches, folks. I've been playing it and developing it for years. We played it with the Rude Tales crew and everyone loved it. I promise you. A good time, and that's asyouwitch.com. And my friends, you better hurry. Gah, truly, truly, our cup, you know, runneth over. And you know what? Speaking of runneth, I gotta run. I gotta go finish writing all of Branson's lines for the next episode. No rest for the wicked, am I right? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Smash cut to the courthouse. Oh! <laughs> Ooh. You guys are all inside of this dusty courthouse. It's getting dark outside now. It's getting a little later in the day. Uh, one of the guards, whose name, by the way, is Theta Tombstone. She, uh, uh, one of the guards, uh, she walks up to you guys. You're all sitting in a, in a row in, uh, in wooden chairs. She said, everything's wooden here. And she, uh, she looks at you and she says, all right, now I, I just need y'all to tell me exactly what happened. But this isn't like a trial. 
No, you're not. We're getting statements. You guys aren't in trouble. Oh, good, good, good. The, most of the town saw a, a, a vampire pop out of a box and kill a guy. Mm-hmm. So we're not like casting a, pre, a a real wide net in terms of suspects right now. So you guys are good. We just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Well, that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense, wouldn't you agree? I mean, if a vampire jumped out, it'd probably have drunk the victim's blood. But well, yes, that's why we're a little confused. Yes. Well, luckily, we're here to provide some important context. So, where to begin? We were all having a nice day at school. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> fellow. Yeah? Let's uh, let's do one of those things where we say what happened today. Remember before I was like, hey, let's, let's, let's play the today game. Okay. <laughs> today, Ivan Gretzky was my friend from the past. Sure. Great job, fellow. <laughs> Thanks, Turf. Here's the thing, Theta. What I saw was a town getting taken by a con artist and a man serving justice. Was he even serving justice, though? Because I think he was just reacting to being, you know, like freed from the box. Yeah. I don't think he meant, I don't think he wanted to be in that box. I don't think he wanted to be taken here. I think he might, there's a case to be made that, uh, you know, Count Gretzky is a kidnapping victim. Oh, he was a hostage. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that right, Theta Tombstone? Theta, huh? she's writing all of this down on a notepad. She goes, yeah, I mean, if he is, that's that's real bad news for him. I feel feel sorry for him, but I, I'm we're sort of looking for the uh, the murder that he committed that we saw. Well, there's we just- a crucial piece of information that has been missing, Theta Tombstone. She perks up. She goes, yeah, 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 I'd love to hear it. You see, Ivan Gretzky... That is the name of the man you have in custody. He is a vampire, yes. But he is a vampire who has sworn off the blood of the sentient. He only drinks it from squirrels, lizards, and perhaps the occasional bear. I don't know how good he is at killing. But um, that answers the question you had about why didn't he drink the blood. Yeah, it does. I guess we're just, you know, I, I guess I'm happy for him on his journey, but, like, a man is dead. Oh, yes. I, what I'm trying to say is that he's he was acting in self-defense. All right, got it. Thank you so much. That is going to be everything I need from all y'all. Uh, we're all set here, and just so you are uh, kept abreast of the situation, uh, he will uh-huh. be executed later tonight. Okay, Theta Tombstone, yeah. could I grab you for a second? No. No, just to talk. I'm on the job. Just to talk? Just to talk? Just to talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bello, like, leads Theta over to, like, the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and leans in close and says to her, he's, he's a really good guy, and I do think this is all a misunderstanding. Bello, you sweet kid, you got a good heart, but this is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Look, he already broke the rules. We, here's, you all confirmed he was a vampire. It's against uh-huh. the law to be a vampire here. So Wait, you can't do that. Yeah, we can. Why? There's a law before I got here. I didn't set it. Well, Who's then you change the it. Wait, what? Is there a list of banned people? Vampires, monsters. Well, what's a monster? A vampire. Look, he killed somebody. You guys don't need to settle this. I, we got it from here. We just needed confirmation he was a vampire because he didn't drink blood and we were confused. I'm half demon. That's You're allowed to be. Well, there we go. It seems like that took the fire out of this argument. I understand the rules. I'm not going to say, oh, 
I'm a man of skeleton bones, and so I should be absolved from the law. That's not the issue here, Bello. All I have to say is that he didn't choose to come to this town, and he didn't choose to get picked in, put in a box by uh, this headless ketchup man. Yeah. And uh, I think there should that should be taken into account in his case. All right, that'll be taken into account. Thank you very much. Okay, so he's being executed at midnight. Yes, we have him back there. He's gonna he's being held. We're gonna execute him. Gonna execute uh, probably midnight. Yeah, let's say midnight. No, no trial. No, that was the. There's no trial. We don't have to have a trial. Not even a trial by combat. You people are the living. I swear you're gonna be the death of me. Get out of here. Ugh. Sorry, Theta Tombstone. Sorry, Theta Tombstone. Sorry, Theta Tombstone. Get the hell out of here. Get out of this courthouse. I got what I needed from you. Very well. We'll leave. And as as we as we like walk out to Bonesby's, like. Why are you all so interested in freeing the vampire that has uh, once attacked us, once forced us into a meeting, um, was then the murderer of elves? Why are we all so attached to him? Is it just a, nice to see a friendly face? Because, Mr. De Bonesby, the things we do in the past mean something in the present, and it's sometimes it's helpful for those whom we've harmed and whom have harmed us to make amends in every way possible. Whoa! I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for the group. I, I'm speaking for the group. I'm sorry. I'm speaking for the group. Well, I'm going to try and stop that execution tonight. And if any of you want to help me, if you're not too busy with personal projects, you know, that would be fine. Bello. <laughs> My man. What? what? Whoa. Uh, Albie did not hear you, but Carly did, and how dare you? Uh, Albie walks out of the court, um, the courthouse, and she uh, appears um, by her expression to be like a little bit far away. Um, she might be scheming. She might be meditating, but she's not really present. Hey, the, uh, the double doors of the courtroom, they sort of, like, flap open and close as you guys leave uh, the courtroom. Almost every building in this town has double doors uh, that swing and close open like that. Uh, and as you walk across the street, you see across from you um, Anatomy's Mortuary. Mm -hmm. This is an old and dark-looking building, and you see something you've never seen there before, which is a uh, strange uh, reddish-purple glow coming from the windows. Uh, Bello looks over to Albie and sees that she's, like, totally off in, like, her own world, and then looks over at the mortuary and says, Oh, that's really weird. Albie kind of um, shakes her head and goes, Huh? And looks at Bello, and then looks at the mortuary. Oh! Well, I'm gonna go check that out and see what's going on. If anyone wants to like help explore this mystery with me, and if they're not too busy with personal projects, excuse me, uh, I'd appreciate it. Uh Bellothion. Hey, only my mom calls me that. Yes, well, I'm your mother now. <laughs> huh? Listen up. You're taking on a. You're taking on a tone of inference, or I should say, you wish that one of us would infer a meaning. No, I don't. Albie is like kind of shaking her head at the bones. Albira! <laughs> Do not <laughs> shake your head at me. No, I will have no such thing 
as uh, words that are said that do not mean their true meaning. What do you mean by this personal projects, Bellow? To Bonesby, could I grab you for a second? Yes, absolutely. Of course we can have a private conversation, sir. This is done honestly. Wow. Uh, Bellow and Debonesby uh, wander off. And Bellow leans in close and says, I just think we've like been in this town for what seems like ever. Mm-hmm. And you and Cordelia and Albie have just like been totally focused on like your own like meditations and spell learnings and stuff. But meanwhile, like... We've got all this stuff happening. We still we still don't know where Polaris University is. There's still a witch hunter out there looking for us. There's still all this stuff that, like, is important. And we're not doing anything about it. And meanwhile, while the three of you are off in, you know, who knows where, Stirfry and I are the ones, you know, paying the innkeeper every night. That's not cheap. Bello, I had no idea that you thought that the division of labor was so unfair. I I don't care about the division of labor. I just don't know why we're still here. Bello. You two just wander off to to some gulch every day. Oh, my, my, my. We never figure out, we never make it a plan. What's happening to the team? The team. Oh, I sigh through my rib bones and my teeth. (laughs) We are trapped in a town in the wastelands we cannot leave. Yes? Don't answer. Just not. Uh Uh-huh. You and Stir Fry are doing a fine job with your skills, uh, serving your wares and providing uh, such and such. You're getting money. But in the meantime, those of us who can practice more and more advanced and powerful magics. We are creating the way to survive once we get out. You say your drinks, we figure out how to throw fireballs. Capisce? That was so frickin' condescending, dude. Oh. I can create water. I can create water and we're stuck here? Really? That the dirt guy got here from the teenage woods. It's not that impossible if we put our heads together, but everyone's going apart and doing their own thing. So, great, you can create fireballs. How's that going to get you out of the trash land? I actually can't create fireballs quite yet. I'm figuring yeah. out how to do it. What what I'm saying is that your contribution oh, is What fine. you're saying is that, oh, I'm a big fancy wizard, and I need to do fancy wizard stuff, and Bello don't have an opinion on it. The doors of the mortuary fly open inside of the mortuary, which, once again, has glowing red and purple lights inside of it. A, a small human with bug eyes uh, and a receding hair line he looks out at you and says please please stop arguing outside of my mortuary ah! Ah. Uh, this is we... a place of rest uh do we know this guy's name most of you don't since you've shown up in fort casual nobody's died and so you've had little reason to explore the town mortuary Sure, you've walked past it maybe a hundred times, but it barely caught your eye, and the people of the town, as is usually the case, prefer not to just bring up the town mortuary unless it's unavoidable. It's been easy to miss, and even easier to mistake for one of the several abandoned buildings in town. Easy, that is, until this very moment when you're greeted by a small, strange, and oddly clean man with eyes that bulge so far out of his skull they're visible from every angle 
who stand shouting at you in the doorway, backlit by a strange red light from within. This is Rain Anatomies, the town mortician. He stands barely five feet tall and is a stranger to all of you. All of you, that is, except for Cordelia. Cordelia, you've gotten to know Rain fairly well. Although he's never shown much more than a polite professional interest in you, the two of you have a, let's call it, an arrangement. Hey, Rain. Hey, C- Cordelia. What? What is going on? Uh, hey. Oh, Rain. You're uh, you're awake. Yes, I guess of it's course. getting dark. I it's don't getting know. dark, and so I awake. Um, these are my these are my friends. I'm her best friend. She's I... my best friend. And then this is Stir Fry. Hello, it's me, Stir Fry. He's pretty cool. I and just I, is... I, look. I don't. It's I. <laughs> it is exciting to meet all of you. He looks at the Bonesby. Actually, it's. Very exciting to meet some of you, but I, uh, I am doing an experimentation on uh, some of the dirt from the teenage woods. Oh, come! Wait, What's happening we with it? Rain, we came from the teenage woods. Oh, really? Come in, please, please, come in, come in All from right. the dark. Yeah. Okay. Just watch your step, guys. This could gross. I love a good scientific experimentation. Great, you guys enter the mortuary. The interior of the mortuary is a sterile environment. It smells faintly of formaldehyde and strongly of cleaning products. Several charts outlining the convoluted details of different species' bodies line the walls. A daily desk calendar with a comic of a vulture eating a politician and saying, I don't like the taste, but I don't want to throw away my vote, sits on a small oak desk. Behind it stands a display of what looks to be either a tiefling or a fucked up guy's skeleton. Rain looks out of the blinds conspiratorially before turning back to pull on the tiefling skeleton's finger, opening a door behind it, flooding the room with even more eerie red light. Right this way! Hurry! He scurries forward, leading you into a secret chamber. The small chamber is packed to the brim with strange artifacts and medical oddities. A four-headed calf fetus suspended in urine floats in a large glass vase. A Venus flytrap and a pot chained to the wall chews on what appears to be a human arm. Forbidden occult grimoires such as Western Isle's watchful gaze, the eternal wound, and inverted fire lie open, fog lazily pouring out of their pages and carpeting the entire room up to your ankles. A copy of The Account of My Innocence by Lexicon Matters has been nailed to a wall covered in news clippings. A poster of a fly and a crown looks down from the wall ominously, flanked by text which reads, I want to believe. On Rain's desk, next to a terrarium full of tarantulas with human fingers in place of legs, sits a small laboratory set up, around some soil in a colander. The soil glows, illuminating the entire room in an almost neon red. The glowing seems to breathe. Rain turns to Cordelia, smiling enormously. Cordelia, I have some amazing news for you about your home. You said you were from the teenage woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. LB actually grew up there. I did. I grew up there. My, um, never mind. Oh. No, no, that is good. That's exciting. Uh, tell me, have you ever heard of a, 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 a forbidden zone? Yes. Yes. Gasp. Yes. So. Yes. I, uh, what do you know about the forbidden zone? Well, I, I, I tell you, I have a theory. What? What is about, it? Go on. I have a theory about the zone, the forbidden zone, which is... <laughs> so, I, I do not think it was always a forbidden zone. According 
to my, st- I have, I have been looking through, look here. And he pulls, he's excited and he's scurrying around. He pulls a book off of the shelf. He goes, look, look. And he flips through the pages and there are entire chapters of this book that are just missing. And there are certain words that are missing and there are certain sentences that are missing from the book. He goes, look, you see, why would they print a book like this? Why would they make the book like this? There are missing words, inscriptions, chapters. I think you're onto something. Mr. Anatomies, we we were we were all students at a school that disappeared, and I think that that's exactly what the Forbidden Zone is. Okay, so that's what I thought. I thought it was either a school or a prison for children. Just according to context, it was it had to be one of those two themes. Yeah. Some people feel that way, yeah. Well, it is irrelevant. I would, tell me everything about this school. So, um... Please, faster, I'm hungry for details. Okay, well, okay, so, um... Me and Cordelia, we were members of a sorority called Mothra Tau Delta, and we were doing our, like, usual pre-finals um, ceremony, and we said the same chant that we usually said. What is the chant? Say the chant to me. What is? What are the words of the chant? Um, well, um, I know that it ends on, um, bless our us, heaven- hell rules. Do you, I know it. Do you want me to say it? Yes. Yeah. Our heavenly demonic overlord, we ask that you stay with us and guide us during finals, and we ask that you give us an unforgettable summer. His and eyes are lighting up by this. He, they're going wide. And if we fail you, may blood run from our eyes, and may the no. heavens fall from the skies, and, and may, may everyone, everyone we've, we've ever, known ever known or loved be buried alive, buried alive, and they cannot die. And they cannot die. And they're covered in spiders. Wait, stop, 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 enough, enough, enough. These are the words you said? Yeah. Yeah. How long ago? Um, like a month and uh, a little bit? Like six weeks, maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my god. This is incredible. You are the ones. You are the harbingers. Did you call us heartbreakers? No, harbingers. <laughs> Oh, Although he takes right. one look at Frederick the Bones being goes, but I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so you... Uh, Oh my god, he, could, he just called dibs. Yeah, yes, he did. You solid dibs on that one. So, I, uh, you, uh, uh, so, uh, you, you have brought hell to earth. We brought you hell here? What? You have brought hell to earth and earth to hell. Oh. Wait, we swapsied? <laughs> you did a swapsies. Wait, are you sure? No, I'm not sure of anything. But if you follow the money, it all adds up. Wait, he, has, he pulls a like a uh, he pulls like a, a, a like projector sheet down from his wall, and there's just like red yarn everywhere. <laughs> and he has uh, uh, the word "strayed plants" written out, and it's circled <gasps> in red yarn. He has uh, like sort of a, a magazine font of like clipped letters. He has put uh, it says uh, "Polaris University," and that is circled <gasps> in red font in uh, red yarn. He has something that says "The Wandering One," and that is circled in red yarn. Uh, He's a wandering one. Because, yes, you see, it all adds up. It all adds up. Somebody brought hell to Earth, and they brought Earth to hell. Wait. Where did you find the name Polaris University? I, I threw inferences. Wait, Mr. Anatomy. Yes. Please, you please. Were... You can call me Rain. Oh, the, Mr. Um, sorry, Rain. Um, there was a woman following us that tried to kill us. Um, is she on your chart? Do you know anything about her? She was a woman. Um, she was very skinny and kind of bird-like, and she carried a rapier with her. His eyes light up. He goes, "I've only heard tales of this before, but I." <laughs> <laughs> and he starts like writing down and scribbling in a book. He's like, a skinny woman, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very slender. Moves like um, a bird. Really, f- 
Yeah. She could like leap on ceilings and stuff. She's really fast. Hmm. Perhaps is she what the, she's a human. Yeah, she looked human, but she didn't move like But a she was human. kind of like a birdish human, like she kind of felt like a bird but was like a person. But not like stir fry. I must admit to you, I don't know I don't know this person, but this is exciting to think about. You you got a Kevin up there? A what? A Kevin? LB shutters. Um hey. I'll, I'll ask you about that one later. But he no no wait, a Kevin. I uh I, perhaps I mistranslated. I have a Kevin. No, it's a Kevin. He yeah, pulls down Kevin. another chart and you see what looks to be an old, old, old drawing of a brain with many hands moving out of it. Um, Did it look something like these? Yes. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Oh my God. <laughs> he had a son. <laughs> oh no. Uh, De Bonesby um, walks over to uh, the the pull down. He, he puts the, the, the Kevin thing back up. To, to scope out the map again. And, he, and he, he does a really serious investigation. Is there anything that he can uh, pick up here that's not being set out right? Make an investigation roll? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm asking for, Daddy. Uh, an 18. Great. Um, you can see uh, in his in, in his sprawling information about uh, the Kevin, which he has already crossed out at the V and made it turn it into a B. Uh you can see uh, that he has like a, a taxonomy and a classification and uh, he seems to have a, a system of demons and how he classifies them. And so there's one that is like wandering demon and this is called a hunger demon. Oh, this is very interesting. We seem to have summoned a variety of demons to earth, wandering demons and hungering demons. No, but that's the thing. I don't think you summoned demons. I think there was a moment. I think something happened. There was an exact moment in time when you you did a, a ritual of some sort. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to put it back? <laughs> of course there is. There's always a way to put back anything. But would you want to? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your funeral. So, uh, you have to go back to where you came from. Wait, Rain. Yes. What would happen to, if we did bring hell to earth and send earth to hell and we reversed it, what would that mean for the people who died while hell was on earth? I have no idea, but I would love to find out. Oh. Oh. Rain, do you think um, any connections or any demons that we met, do you think that they would still be there if we separated? What do you mean? I don't know. We've met some demons on the road, you know, well, like right. like Kevin. Six weeks ago, a demon can move fast. It could be anywhere. What you have created is an access point where the earth and hell can co-mingle and inter- interact. And that's what the Forbidden Zone is? That's what I believe the Forbidden Zone to be. If you want to reverse what you have done, you have to go back. Well, what are the funds like? Oh, do we have enough money to buy some sort of creature that can take us across this barren trash land? I still think we should look for whatever took ketchup here and all these boxes of dirt. He must have a wagon or something. You want to find ketchup steed? I have him back. Out the back, he was given to me to study. Oh, wow. Are you sure? Can we look? Of course, of course. Right this way, right this way. And he sort of hobbles over to the back door and he opens it. And you see, you're at, at, he takes you out to the back behind his, 
behind his building. There is a, a little hallway you have to walk through. Cordelia would be very familiar to you. This is where uh, dead bodies and cadavers are stored. There is one uh, drawer that has been very recently uh, disrupted. Uh, and he, he walks you through this hallway and he takes you out through the back. And you see out back there four enormous scorpions who are hooked up to a, uh, a scorpion-drawn carriage. Oh, wow. This wow. is the cart he drove in on. That's pretty cool. They brought yeah. the uh, the scorpions to me to study because they thought there was something strange or occult about them. But no, they're just big bugs. Can I approach one of them? What, you're asking me or? I was thinking I would do an animal handling check to see how they responded to me. Go for it. Uh, uh, 21. 21? These things are puppy dogs. They're kitty cats. Oh, they love you. The scorpion, uh, uh, you walk over to it and it coos gently. Hello. I'm kind of petting it. Its tail twitches a little, but in a good way. <laughs> Guys, I think they might take us take us home. Wow, well, but you really tamed those beasts. Um, audible gulp from Albie. <laughs> uh, friends, we we can't leave yet. Sure, Why not? I can't find Flip Cup. What do you mean? Wait, I what? mean, he's not... I mean, he's... He's not in your pocket still? No, he's too big, and, and we can't leave until Flip Cup comes back. If he comes back and then we're not here, then, then he'll think that we left him, even though he left me. But Wait, when did he leave? What? Stir fry, I'm I so knew surprised. it. I'm sorry, are we referring to the masturbating bird that was rapidly growing too big for your shot pocket. Yes, I'm worried he became too attached to his own pleasures, and that's part of the reason why he left. It couldn't be because of anything we've done. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he, he he left pretty soon once we got here, so that's like... What? I had a feeling when I put out that beef bowl that he wasn't coming for it. He was a wild animal! Yeah, <sighs> but I mean, he adopted us as his family. What?! He was forced into Stephry's pocket. And finally he outgrew it. Let nature be nature. I've always said it, except for specific moments. Stir- this connects to Stirfry when DeBonesby says he outgrew it. Um, that uh, that reaches Stirfry and makes him think about his connection. And he goes, Mr. DeBonesby. Yes, what is it? Do you think Flip Cup... Has the capability to be on his own? Has the strength? Has earned his solitude? Well, let's see. About 50 of his brethren were perfectly happy to try to eat us in the woods, and you happened to capture him, and then he got too big for you to mollycoddle. Yes, I do, Stairfry. Thank you, Mr. DeBernsby. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to reason. Uh, so you you want these scorpions? I have no place for them. Yes, we want to get the yeah. hell out of here. Oh, I'm sorry. You were just having a conversation without me that just sort of wound down naturally. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You are so cool. I'm so sorry. I absolutely forgive you. Can I, uh... We've got, an, we've got another reason to stay here tonight, everybody. Oh? We have to save Ivan. Oh. Blaine. Yeah, we gotta save Blaine. Cordelia. 
My friends, do we have any offers of a plan to free Sir Ivan Gretzky? Yeah, I've got a plan. When they bring him up to execute him, um, we like create some big distraction, make off with him, and then one of us is waiting with the scorpions, and we get the we get the heck out of town. Wait, I I have a question. Um, yeah, Albie. Uh, what about the witch hunter? What about his it? eyes light what? up? Rain Anatomies is still uh, with you guys. What? What about the witch hunter? Do you have questions about witch hunters? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. narrowly escaped one, and as far as I know, she's waiting for us back at the teenage woods. But she oh. could come here. Like we don't know. We I don't doubt. Know where yeah, she, she is. could show up here any day. I doubt very much that the witch hunter is waiting anywhere. I'm sure she is actively pursuing you, with every step growing closer and closer to you. Who knows? Behind every corner might lurk the witch hunter. I don't want to mess with a witch hunter, but on the other hand, and he looks at the bones bee, he goes, this is a, a cool creature. Why do, you, <laughs> why do you keep looking at me in such a fashion? You are the coolest thing I have ever seen. Oh, is thank you. A skeleton moving of your own volition. Yes, yes, it's magics beyond my own comprehension. I'll figure mm. it out someday, but in the meantime, let's enjoy. Promise me when you do, you will find me and tell me all about it. I won't. <laughs> Fair enough. He seems like he, I would take what I can get. I mean, if I if we cross paths again, I'm happy to talk about it, but I'm not gonna like. Oh, finally, I've achieved everything I ever wanted, and now I must go find um the the guy who works in the morgue. Rain. Yeah, no, I, I know. You are not like easy guy to be alone with, are you? Why does oh. everyone <laughs> say this? It's because of your personality. I tell you, it is a uh, it is off putting in, in the extreme. I tell you, I came to you as a big fan, and you have turned me very quickly. Oh, Masterful, Rain. Rain. I will. We will chat another time. But thank you so much for your for letting us join you. Um, if if you don't have anything else on your charts, then we're probably gonna head out and maybe no, grab of course. Some food. You are free to go. And he opens the back door. But when he does, you do not see the scorpions. Instead, you see many robed figures. They stand at the door. And in unison, all of them say at once, You tink, dad. Oh, the Cult of Fractus. That's right. It's the Cult of Fractus. <laughs> Next time on Rude Tales of Magic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, yes. Quite the rude tale indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia. Carly Monardo as Albie. Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bellow, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfin, and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sydney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more.
crude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.